0: Listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Peterist for Business Advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host,
1: Kate All.
0: Hey everyone. So today we're gonna to talk a little bit about e-commerce and e-commerce startups. And I have a special guest, Tina Gammon. And she runs Tina Gammon Marketing, but she also works as the co-founder of Shops Well, which is an e-commerce shopping startup. And I'm really excited to listen to all the Things she's learned over working with this startup, how their social media has grown, their content creation, Pinterest management, customer service, and specifically social graphic imagery. What she's learned about the best graphics to create for e-commerce and how she can really Kind of teach us what we need to look at as far as our images, because we all know Pinterest is about images and some of us struggle in that area and some of us excel, but there's always room to learn when it comes to Pinterest graphics. And so I'm excited to hear what she has to say today. So welcome to the show, Tina.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Kate.
0: You bet. I'm so excited. So I know I didn't do it justice at all, what you do. So can you tell us a little bit more about Shops Well and how it's an e-commerce shopping startup and what kind of that all means.
1: Sure, absolutely. So Shopswell is, as you mentioned, an e-commerce startup um, with the goal of helping people shop smarter by combining the social aspect that you'd get with any social media platform with real world shopping advice. So unpaid, advice when it comes to shopping. So when users come to the site, they can build shopping collections, much like Pinterest, saving things to boards, get buying related questions answered, and then also become brand advocates by writing and sharing articles about the products that they love.
0: Okay, so you're really kind of helping them, maybe somebody who's not really good at shopping or doesn't make good decisions, you're helping them kind of funnel towards where their preferences are and what they like and how they can find those products that match them
1: absolutely. Yeah, it's similar. I mean, we all love and value Amazon reviews, but over the years we've we're hearing more and more about how a lot of those reviews are paid and whether or not we can really believe them. And so it, it took the best of that, took the best of Pinterest, which obviously I love, and then any social media platform and just tried to combine it all but just solely shopping based.
0: Okay. So you guys have been working at this for a year now. And I'm imagining the last year has been kind of crazy. And in your About page, you say, I'm passionate and driven, but not in an obnoxious way. So how has that been over this last year, kind of managing your own marketing and then also on the side with this Shops Well?
1: Well, it's it's actually been my dream, to be honest. Uh, The wonderful thing about a a startup is that It's kind of every marketer's dream that I get to collaborate with crazy, talented team members that believe in putting energy and cash behind what we're good at. So when they brought me on, they actually brought me on just as creating Pinterest images initially. And then that turned into a spot as a co-founder, social media management, specifically with Pinterest. Um, So essentially, in the last year, I've been told, here's the Pinterest budget, test, improve get us the best results possible. And you have all the time in the world that you need to do that.
0: That is a dream. Yes. That is awesome. yes. <laughs> you just get to test and play. I love that. Um, so if somebody else was in your position this year, and they're going into kind of this e commerce startup stuff, um, what would you tell them as to why they would need Pinterest? Because we all know that some companies start and they're not even thinking about Pinterest. They're thinking basically just Facebook and Twitter. So what would you tell them if they were kind of objecting to using Pinterest?
1: Well, for us, Pinterest has not only been our leading traffic driver, but it's also been our, our lowest ad paid ad platform. So that's huge and i think for especially if you're looking at the e-commerce the shopping side of it visuals are incredibly important and so we're seeing when we get pinners come through come through pinterest and sign up and register uh, it's it goes along with the idea that pinners like they have the intent of doing something when they're on the platform and it, we see that carry over to our our platform we see people actually getting right in there and getting their hands dirty and creating content immediately saving things you know, writing articles. Whereas when people are coming in through, you know, Twitter or Facebook or, or Flipboard, we see them sign up, but then they just kind of become stagnant. So we get active users through Pinterest.
0: Mm, and that's a, a fantastic. Instead of giving those just cold leads that actually stay cold, they never really go anywhere. You really want them to convert into paying people. Um, Okay, so I'm really excited to dig into all your data that you have and the testing that you've done. And so let's let's start talking about what you have had the chance, like what you love best kind of about Pinterest images and things you've tested and kind of give us this, I guess this is a big question, but this view over the last year, what have you been working towards as far as visuals... I mean, we're going to talk about size, all that kind of stuff. And then where are you at now? So maybe somebody just has a basic idea of Pinterest graphics. So let's start there and work towards what works best for you now.
1: Okay. So, uh, well, I feel like when it comes to shopping or e-commerce, it's a, it's a whole different ballgame when it comes to visuals. Um, you know, Pinterest images, I think for years, the average specs were about 735 by 1100 pixels. And I still think that that image size is excellent when it comes to blog posts. But when it comes to selling shopping collections or products... I personally think it's a little too small. So we tested a lot in the last year. Um, we kept the 735, but we just kept playing around with getting the images as long as we possibly could without seeing the CTRs go backwards. And so for us, the, the sweet spot has been, here's me giving away my secrets here, but uh, mm-hmm. about 735 pixels by 1800 is where our click-through rates are the best they can possibly be.
0: So you mentioned the word CTR. For somebody who's listening, who's really new at this, can you define what that means?
1: Sure. So that's our click-through rate. So it means that when they saw the image, they actually felt compelled to click and and dive in a little further.
0: So you felt like if you go over that length, that rate goes down.
1: Yes, we did see that. I tried as high as 1500 and and with a bunch of different campaigns. So we knew that this was really conclusive. And we saw the click-through rate go backwards a little bit.
0: Mm, okay. Got it. All right. So we've got the optimal size. So what's next?
1: Um, uh, probably familiar with the fact that in a, what was it? Maybe a couple months ago that Pinterest made some huge changes to their smart feed. And a lot of us were complaining when we first saw it, that it felt like everything was just empty with all this white space there. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So even initially at first, I was like, what is going on? Um, And so we had to change things again because a lot of our product images had a white background and it just kind of looked it looked dull in the feed. And so I've messed around with that a little bit more. And now we're seeing click through rates climbing again by layering and having a background image or some kind of graphic in the back and then layering the product images right over that. Um, or combining them with a lifestyle shot, lifestyle shot on the top, product images on the bottom. And by doing that, click-through rates are increasing again.
0: Okay. So there's two different images in the actual graphic, correct?
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Okay. Would there be any um, text overlay? Do you have a preference about if you should add text or not?
1: I always use text overlay. It's just for me as a marketer, it's the idea that tell tell the user what they're going to get when they click through. It's just such a good congruent feeling there. So always. And of course, you know, with many pinners being using via mobile, it's important to have text overlay that's easy to read, bold, um, defined text is important. Okay. Do you
0: have any colors that you like to stick with?
1: Um, I do find that the age old idea that the red hues, the pinks, they do well on Pinterest and no faces. As far as the actual text, a lot of times I will pull right from the lifestyle images or the products that I'm working with so that it has a nice flow to the image um, and pull that directly, get it, at, you know, and then use it from there.
0: Okay. So then what we have here is an image that's no longer than 1500. It has those two images kind of stacked and it has a text that creates a call to action or a reason to click. Um, Have you found that you have those two images? Have you also found that single images do okay with text or it's always the two images stacked?
1: It's always a multi-product image. I wish I could remember what the difference was in our click-through rates um, when we changed things up. But when we found that we had more than four products on the actual image, the the click-through rates soared. Um, I want to say it was almost double. And and it makes sense because Mm -hmm. by putting more products on there, you can reach a greater audience because you never know what's going to appeal. So you get so much more bang for your buck, so to speak, by having multiple images, product images on that one visual.
0: Okay. So I think this is one that you did. I'm looking at your Pinterest page right now, and there's one about 64 trendy makeup bags. And there's actually, I think, eight images of all these makeup bags. So something like that would do really well.
1: Yes, for sure. And again, just the idea that, you know, if you have one makeup bag, you're just, you're limiting the audience that you can reach. So by having all of those on there, um, click-through rates were much better. Registration rates were higher. It just appealed to a greater audience. Okay. Um,
0: So let's, now that you have these images, Let's take it to um, like the Pinterest board side of things. So have you found like there's a strategy that you need as far as how often you're pinning the board titles that you have and um, creating a strategy as far as getting the content out there? Is there a system that you usually use?
1: Yeah, sure. So a weekly workflow for me, I spend about a minimum of 10 hours a week on our Pinterest management. uh, And that will include probably creating 5 to 15 images a week of of the style that we were just talking about, Um, monitoring and tweaking 15 to 20 promoted pin campaigns that are going on, Uh, scheduling 10 to 15 pins a day. That was another area. We were at one point, I think we had about 20 pins a day, but we noticed that when we scaled back a little bit, we Mm. were seeing better results, which we're hearing across the board now that you can actually overdo it. So, um, And for us, that was true. 10 to 15 is is what we schedule. And of course I pin from our site daily too, to have that fresh content, like individual products um, and repins as well or saving.
0: And do you do all this? um, Do you do it through a scheduler or do you do it live or how does that work each day that you go in and pin?
1: All of our pins or images that I've created are Mm -hmm. uploaded manually uh, right to the right to Pinterest. And we use UTM codes for all of them so that we can track them. So We do that. Uh, As far as the scheduling items from the site where I don't have to work on the creatives, those I use Tailwind. I can't say enough about Tailwind. I love them.
0: Yeah, me too. They're great to use and really easy. Um, So then looking at the – how many products would you say that Shopswell promotes or has on their site? Hundreds? Thousands?
1: Oh, thousands.
0: Thousands. (laughs) Okay. So then when you, how often does the, you know, when you're going to create a graphic, is it something or or I guess start to really promote on Pinterest? Is it something that's doing well? Is it a new product or is it seasonal? How do you guys choose what you're going to start promoting on Pinterest? Is it everything or is it? certain strategic items?
1: It's definitely strategic, but we do a little bit of everything. So if that answers the question, it does. Um, you know, we, there's so many, just like on Pinterest, where people can add products from any site, they can do the same thing with ours. So if we tried to promote everything, there just, there would need to be 15 of me to keep up with it. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, we do promote collections that users are making, but more often than not, myself and Sandra, she's the social media manager as well over there. We are looking at Pinterest using the analytics for what's doing well there and then creating shopping collections based on that with the idea of just promoting them.
0: Okay. And I'm looking through a lot of your your, your pins now and it's the Shops Well Trends board and we'll link to that in the show notes. But I really, really love the creatives that you've come up with. And the ways that you've used multiple photos, and I, I think in one of um, Pinterest's creative guide, they had said like no more than four images in a graphic, but you've done it really, really well to where it doesn't look super cluttered if you're adding eight to nine or even 10. I mean, it looks really, really good.
1: Oh, thanks. No, I remember hearing that too. And like I said, we, it's, I think as a startup, we're all a bunch of people who are not willing to push boundaries. And so sometimes that ends in failure, but sometimes it means that we're like, okay, you said four, no, we want eight because we think this is better.
0: Hmm. Hmm. And the great part being is that you did test it and you have AB tested it, which brings me actually to my next question is, um, there's a lot of ideas about a B testing and how people do it. So I'd love to hear your method. How do you take an a B test the length of time and what that looks like?
1: Okay, so uh, when it comes to a b testing, we have tested topics. We've tested images. we've tested desktop versus mobile and keywords. we've We've tested it all um, on on campaigns that actually merit that test. And when I say that, you know, that's actually performing registrations. Then when we see that, we'll really step it up and see if we can make it a little better. And so frequently we start out with, we see a pin that's doing well organically. And so we'll decide to promote it. And when we do promote it, we'll choose a lot of the channels that are in there. So we'll choose web and mobile, um, you know, obviously the iPhone, put them all in there and then, if we see it doing well, well, we'll split it. So we'll put the exact same keywords, the exact same image, but split desktop versus mobile is usually where we start. And then let that go wild for maybe about a month. And if we see that we could double down on it a little more, then we go in and we'll start tweaking keywords depending on what's getting clicked on more um, and just go from there.
0: Okay. Okay. That's a good encouragement to those who are trying to test out promoted pins. And that's something that we've talked a lot about on the Simple Pin Podcast is just encouraging people to test promoted pins. And for some reason, there seems to be this, I don't know what you call it, but kind of nervousness or fear in using them. And what would you tell somebody who is just not, you know, specifically a e-commerce site? They just don't know what to do with promoted pins. They don't know where to start. Is there a piece of advice that you could tell him?
1: I would say just dive in. I mean, you really don't have much to lose. I I feel like Pinterest is pretty affordable when it comes to especially their traffic, uh, their traffic promoted pins. And so just jump in and start. And as far as testing goes, just to give you an idea, before we started testing, a lot of our promoted pins were around maybe 45 cents per click. And now they're down to, I think I checked today, our average for the last 30 days, with 20 campaigns is $0.17 cents per click. So oh, testing wow. works. Okay. It really works. It's worth it. And also not to give up on things because sometimes you just have a gut feeling, I think, as a marketer. Like, this should be working. Why is this not working? It's seasonal. It's it's appropriate. And so sometimes another image is what you need. And I've seen that take off. You know, for whatever reason, that image didn't resonate with someone. So we we throw another one out there and then there we go. It takes off and it launches. So testing is excellent. It's your friend. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. I just tested um, side-by-side the same URL, but two different images. And one actually performed really well organically and took off. And I would call this like my viral traffic, if you will. People would completely laugh at it if they saw the numbers. But then I took and created another image... And I ran those side by side in a promoted pin campaign. And I was really surprised that that second image ended up outperforming the first. And so it it gave me some good insight as to moving forward, what type of image tweaks I want to do. And for me in particular, it had to do with um, an actual product um, image of one of my PDFs and downloads. That did better than that first one, which was just a picture of me with the text overlay. So yeah, I agree with you in the sense of just really testing and seeing what's working and not working. And I love the low cost, the low CPC that you mentioned. Um, and I think people have this worry that it's going to be super expensive because Pinterest gives that suggested, I guess, cost right there. You know how it can say it's either low or high or medium. Do you do you follow that, or do you just kind of choose <laughs> no. based on okay?
1: No, we never have. We're like I mean every time I go in to, to create a pin a campaign, I mean it's always saying you you're way too low. But we we start on average around 25 cents per click, which is always too low as far as they're concerned, mm-hmm. and yet, you know, we're seeing over a million impressions, you know, in a couple of weeks period of time on most of these pins. So it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it works.
0: That's really good. And do you do both engagement and traffic or do you just stick with engagement?
1: We actually just stick with traffic at this point. That's where we have found the most awareness was just way too expensive for us. Engagement, we were not seeing the traffic coming through and actually turning into something where people would register. So traffic is the sweet spot for us.
0: Yeah, I agree. I have only run engagement once and it it didn't do anything, I feel like. And then I've stayed far away from awareness. (laughs) So traffic is definitely the way to go. So what other tips, I guess some last minute suggestions, would you give for somebody in your shoes a year ago who's just diving into this?
1: I do really, really love visuals. I think that they're just as important to your Pinterest game as your content or your product is. I mean, you can have the best product in the world, but if you don't have a competitive image... Then you know Pinterest is essentially a virtual window shopping and experience. And if your graphics aren't top notch, then people are just going to scroll on by until your competition captures their attention. So I would encourage people to not overlook that step of quality visuals. I mean, if you if you're not great at it, then hire someone because it can really, really impact your results with Pinterest. And then the other thing is, I think viewing it as a long game because Pinterest definitely is. The thoughts that. Uh, I forget which study it was, but some pins, you know, average of 30% clicks come a month after the fact. And I was on a Pinterest chat with a spe- specialist a couple months ago, and she was telling me that it can take up to two to three weeks for promoted pins to even populate into the correct categories. So don't pull the plug too soon, you know, really stick through, at least give it a solid month with each, each promoted pin and test, test, test.
0: Yeah, I would definitely say that Pinterest is the patient's platform. That it's not something that you're going to see instantaneous results like you would with Facebook or Twitter, but that you really have to look at it as a long term investment. Like you said, it's not something that you're going to pin something today and there's going to be a result within hours or by tomorrow, which I think a lot of marketers have a, a really hard time understanding that and therefore they give up too soon or they would pull the plug like you said, on a promoted pin campaign, instead of letting it run for a while. And I know for us, we have some new clients who have one in particular, who about, she joined Pinterest about a year ago, and we were starting to really see her stuff take off maybe in May. You know, she put in all this time. It was very frustrating because she just didn't feel like she was seeing any results. But then once she hit May and even this month, she's really taking off and starting to experience a lot of growth. So I definitely agree with you that people have to put in the investment for the long term. Um, What are some other, uh, I guess, what are some other ways that people can look at what are some ways, not other ways, what are some ways that people can look at your images um, to kind of follow you and see what you're testing and how they can get connected with you.
1: Well, they can find, they can check out the, the pins or the visuals that I'm creating on Shopswell. Um, and so that's right there on Pinterest. And then I'm on Pinterest as well as, as Tina Gammon. Um, but obviously, I don't have a whole lot of creatives unless I'm spamming my, my uh, feed with <laughs> Shopswell right. stuff, which does happen. Um, and then I'm on Twitter at Photo. And um, I'm pin the pretty things on Instagram.
0: Ah, I like that. I like that. Well, Tina, thanks so much for sharing about your experience with the e-commerce shopping site and how you guys are really working on creatives. And I love what you're doing and I love how you've tested things and you've given at least me something to test and walk away with and see if maybe those multiple images work over just one and how they'll perform. So thanks so much for sharing things today.
1: No problem. Thank you.
0: I've been searching high and low for somebody to talk more about the images that do and do not work on Pinterest. I love that Tina gets paid to A-B test and she's come on today to tell us about what's worked for her e-commerce site and what hasn't worked. You can find all the information and show notes at simplepinmedia.com slash 28. As always, thanks so much for listening.